this portion of our broadcast day made possible by IMP Streams. Protect, preserve, and practice your right to free speech unfiltered. For more information, visit impstreams.com. In our society, we're striving for a message from God. God's messages transcend age, gender, socioeconomic status, ethnicities, religious persuasions, political affiliations, and cultural restrictions that encourage and inspire people to become saved, delivered, and set free from the bond of sin, as well as, gain a closer relationship with God. This is God's Inputs for You with Evangelist, Dr. Sharon Westbrooks. Because God is so good. So go with me quickly to uh, Nahum, the first chapter and the seventh verse. Nahum 1 and 7. And if you have your Bible, you know it's between Micah and uh, Habakkuk. Nahum 1 and 7. Where you will find these words. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust him. So as I said previously, the theme or the subject for today is the Lord is good. Say that with me. Say, the Lord is good. Just say it one more time. Get in your spirit. Say, the Lord, the Lord is, is good. I, I know we say that frequently, and for some it may sound a little cliche. But the phrase, the Lord is good, is not a pictured piece of poetic rhetoric or a slogan that you could put on a bumper. Because the phrase, the Lord is good, is an absolute fact. For we who live after Bethlehem and after Gethsemane and after Calvary and after the empty tomb are familiar with the exceeding grace the Lord shows to us. And we have no doubt in our hearts and minds that the Lord, come on, help me. Yes, yes, the Lord is good in all times, in all places. The Lord is good is a fact that cannot be changed. The Lord is good is a phenomenon which is not dependent on relative to time or place or your circumstances or your situations. That does not make the Lord good. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, the book of Nahum, I'm just going to put this little scripture into context where it sits because it's just so encouraging to me. The book of Nahum is not a book that deals with Israel or Judah. It's unique because there are no references to God's chosen people at all. There is no occurrence with Israel's worth or Judah's promise. It does, however, denote and concern from the very first verse to the very last verse, Nineveh and its fate. 
Nineveh during the writing of this book was the proud capital of the Assyrian Empire. And approximately 150 to 200 years earlier, the prophet Jonah was God's messenger of grace because Jonah was sent to this same city with a warning for God. And they had 40 days to get themselves together. And the people of Nineveh repented and were spared God's judgment. But over the course of time, <laughs> over the course of time and the years that passed, Nineveh turned their backs and went back to their old ways. And their terrible unrighteousness began to stink in the nostrils of God. For that reason, God then called the prophet Nahum to declare judgment on the people of Nineveh. And in this first chapter of Nahum, the prophet of God begins declaring the fierceness of God's anger and the indignation of God's fury. And he's telling them what's gonna happen, but I like it. Because in the midst <laughs> of the description of God's judgment, we find the prophet of God rendering an encouraging word. In the midst of all of the words of anger and destruction and calamity and, and uh, doom, this verse serves as a bright star like in the nights. Uh, I would liken it, when I looked at it, it was like when I was in Afghanistan and there was no loom at all, but you could see one bright star just penetrating out there. And when I read this, this verse was like a sentinel of hope on a dark night that no matter how dark and calamitous our situations, the Lord is good. No matter how dark our circumstances, the Lord is good. <laughs> No matter how brooding our situations or no matter how terrible the storms come in our lives, no matter how our heart is broken, the Lord, come on, help me, is good. It may even seem as though things will never turn around for you, but the Lord It may seem as though you will never stop crying or smile again, but it may look like things won't turn around for you. It may look like you take two steps forward and they knock you three steps back, but thank you. The Lord, the Lord is good. Your husband or your wife may walk out on you, but the Lord is good. Your son or your daughter might be in prison, but the Lord is good. You don't have sufficient money to meet all of your bills or your requirements, but Ooh, thank you, Jesus. You can't even find shelter in the midst of your storms, but no matter what the night no matter what the day, the Lord is good. 
Woo, thank you, God. The Lord is good. Thank you, thank you. Now walk with me around the text real quick because uh, uh, there are three immutable meanings that are unchangeable assurances that we can find in this. And they are the assurance of God's goodness, the assurance of God's protection, and the assurance that God knows those that trust him. The prophet Nehemiah begins verse 7 by conveying, the Lord is good. And during today's message, when I speak about God's goodness, I am referring to God's distinctive qualities of divine. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about his distinctive qualities of divine goodness uh, or, or, or his purity and holiness. I, I, I'm not going to talk about those natures and characteristics because today I'm referring to God's benevolence. I'm talking about God's kindness. I'm talking about God's mercy. I'm talking about God's goodness. The goodness of the Lord is that perfection of God's nature and character that inclines God to deal generously with us, even when we don't deal generously with him. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. God's nature and his power and his goodness is infinite. It can't be, it can't be added to because it is just too great. Um, God's goodness can't be greater. The wonderful aspect of God's goodness is that, and I just love this, is that it does not require anything from us. Ooh. Thank you, God. Woo, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Uh, and And it doesn't require us to do anything for him to extend his goodness to us. God is just good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. When you read God's word, you come to understand that it is not the cross and the resurrection that started God's goodness. It is not the cross and the resurrection that began God's graciousness towards us. It is not the cross and the resurrection that extends God's love to us because before the cross, before the resurrection, God was good. Before he even sent Jesus down through 42 generations from Abraham, God was good. Before the foundation of the world, God was good. But I'm so glad I'm so glad that God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. See, the Lord is so good. He didn't wait for us to get it together. God is so good and so kind that he didn't wait for us to make up our mind to praise him. God is so loving and so wonderful that when we wasn't even thinking about him, God was still thinking about us. The Lord, the Lord is good. He didn't wait for me to get baptized. He didn't wait for me to become a tithe payer. He didn't wait for me to sing in the choir. He didn't wait for me to come to church. God was good and it was good then. And God is still good today. I'm so glad that the Lord is good. Somebody help me testify and say the Lord is good. The Lord is 
Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for the Lord. He lets the sun shine on the ungodly, just like on us. He lets the rain fall on the ungodly, just like us. Because the Lord is good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Somebody help me testify that the Lord is good to the liar. The Lord is good to the adulteress. The Lord is good to the backbiter. The Lord is good to the gossiper. The Lord is good to the sinner. The Lord is good all by himself. And I thank God that the Lord is good. Somebody say the Lord is good. today. He's good to the ones who sit in his presence and act like they don't know he's good. I want everybody in here to take a deep breath. Let it out. The very breath that you took and you don't praise God. God gave it to you. The Lord is good. Thank you, Jesus. The very breath that you take not to give God glory, the Lord gave it to you. The Lord is good. Oh, yes, he is. I know he's good. I know he's good. I know he's good. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But the Lord is so merciful. And he's so gracious. And he's so kind that he lets us go on even in sin, hoping and giving us another chance to say yes to your will, yes to your way. Yes, Lord, I'll obey. The God, the great God of Zion is a good God. Thank you, Jesus. Can somebody here, anybody in the room, help me testify that the Lord is good? Because when I was sinking deep in sin, Far from the peaceful shore, the Lord's goodness and his mercy rescued me, picked me up, turned me around, and placed my feet on solid ground. And now I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't live like I used to live. I don't think like I used to think because the Lord the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, yes, the Lord is good, and for me, because God saved me, I don't have to wait till Sunday morning, I don't have to wait till Sunday morning to clap my hands, to give God praise, to tell the Lord thank you, because like the writer said, when I think the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul, my soul, way deep down in my soul, cries out hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. why I can give God praise in the midst of COVID-19. In spite of the fires raging in California, in spite of the acts of violence that we see on the street, be it man-made 
or what God allows, whatever the calamity is, I know that the Lord is. I know that the Lord is. I know that the Lord is. The Lord is good. Really, 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 really the Lord is good. In spite of cancer, the Lord is good. also says the Lord is a stronghold now see a stronghold is protection it's a refuge it's a place of peace oh God thank you it's a shield of protection and and see God is a shelter in the midst of a storm God is a shelter has anybody ever went through something? And you know God is a shelter. I'm so glad that God is a stronghold because everyone without regard to our race or gender or our social economic status or political affiliation at some time in our life will face times or seasons of trouble. The fact that the Lord is good doesn't make us immune from trouble. Because if you just keep on living, you'll find that you're gonna go through some trouble. And I often say for the saints of God, it seems like our trouble is more severe and more chronic and more long-term than those of non-believers. But I'm so glad that God said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord 
delivered them from them all. Job conveyed, man, that is a few days and that full of trouble lets us know that trouble is coming. But the psalmist said that God is, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus conveyed in his word. He said, in this world, you will have tribulations. Therefore, our circumstances may change. Things in our life may shift that will bring trouble our way. The billows may roll and the breakers may dash. But God is, God is, God is our stronghold. You get your children straight and then your marriage falls apart. You get your marriage back together and then your finances are all in helter-skelter. You get your finances together and then your health goes bad. If it's not one thing, it's two. If it's not this, it's that. But I'm so glad that we as the saints of God, we have for us a protective place. As the children of God, we have somebody who will help us. Help me preach this. For do you know when the wind blows and the billows dash, we can run to the rock and he'll provide a hiding place for us. It doesn't matter what the situation is. We have a protector and his name is Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so with the Lord, I'm, close, I'm getting ready. If the Lord never does anything else for us, he's already done enough. If the Lord never does anything else for us, he's already done enough. Nahum said, and that's where I'm going. Nahum said, see, he, he, the reason why he can do for us what we need him to do is because like Nahum said, he knows us. And when he knows us, he knows what we need. He says, I am that I am. And over and over through the pens of the inspired writers of God, we find that God was just what they needed. Thank you, Jesus. Let me run down some things I, I wrote down from reading my Bible. He was Adam's redeemer. He was Abel's vindicator. He was Abraham's sacrifice. He was Noah's ark. He was Moses' bush on fire. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Do you know who I'm talking about? Do you know who I'm talking about? He was Joshua's battle axe. He was Gideon's fleece. He was Samson's power. He was David's music. He was Samson's wisdom. He was Jeremiah's bomb in Gilead. He was Ezekiel's will in the middle of a wheel. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know who I'm talking about? He was Paul's strength. He's the God of all comfort. He's the God of all peace. He's distinctive in superlative power. He's sovereign in majesty. He's exclusive in spiritual beauty. He's radiant in eternal splendor. He's matchless in eternal deity. He's the God of God. He's the Prince of Peace. 
He's a lily of the valley. He's a rose of Sharon. He's bread when I'm hungry, friend when I need one. He's a way out of no way. Thank you, Jesus. And what I like about him, that God is what you need. God is the savior of the world. Thank you, Jesus. He's what you need when you need him. And he's never late. He's always on time. When you call on Jesus, you never get a busy signal. When you call on Jesus, it never goes to voicemail. When you call on Jesus, it's a straight line to glory. And he'll do what he needs to do when he needs to do it for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I said, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You don't have an excuse to be down and out. If you get there, you can get up. Because all you got to think about is how good God is. The mere fact that you're still living. The mere fact that you have the capacity to praise God. You can tell God the Lord is good. Because even if I couldn't turn over tomorrow morning. Even if I couldn't raise my hands. Even if I couldn't give God praise. God. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. The Lord is good. It doesn't matter if your feet hurt. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Jesus died for your sins. 
God is good because you can call on him and he's a place of refuge. God is good because he'll be what you need him to be. Thank you, thank you. Let's clap our hands all over the building. Let's give God. Woo! 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 When I think of God's goodness in my life, when I think of God's goodness in my life, God, thank you. I can't help but give God praise. I can't help but give God glory. Not everybody makes it through cancer. Not everybody made it back from Afghanistan and Iraq. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But God, God's been good to me. Can you help me testify? Can you tell the Lord thank you? Tell the Lord thank you. Begin to thank God for what he's been good to you about. Open up your mouth and tell God, thank him for his goodness. Tell him how he's been good to you. Tell him how he blessed you. Tell him how he set you free. Tell him how he opened doors for you. Tell him how he closed doors that would hurt you. Tell him how he opened up the windows from heaven and blew out blessings. Tell God how good he's been to you. Oh, yes. I know he's all right. I know he's all right. I know he's all right. Oh, yes. Hey, God. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe there's some that does not know God's goodness because you don't know God in the pardon of your sin. Maybe there's some that knew God, but you've walked away and you stopped serving him. Well, God is good to you because he gave you another opportunity to say yes. Another opportunity to say yes. Yes to your will, God. Yes to your way. So for those of you that are in a sinful condition, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, God, I thank you for this opportunity to get it right. I believe that Jesus is your son, that he died for my sins and rose again. Now, God, forgive me of my sins. I'm so sorry. God, I'm sorry. Oh, God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit on the inside. And I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, you are saved. All things are passed away. You're a new creature. All of your sins are covered in the blood of Jesus. And what you have to do, if you're not in this sanctuary, is find a church that speaks out of the Bible, preaches and teaches out of the Bible, or come here to the house of praise where the spirit of the Lord is and the word of God goes forth through the unadulterated truth of the word of God. Now maybe there's somebody in here 
and you've been struggling this whole week or this whole month or this whole year or the past two, three years with difficulties in your life, and you forgot the fact that God is good. So you've allowed your mind to wander and dwell on all the negative things that's happened to you. Well, I have good news for you today, too. For the Lord is good. Because on today, God can regulate your mind. Yeah, God, today. God can stop those thoughts today. God can heal whatever situation you have. He can take you through every difficulty that you've been through. So join me in prayer. God, we just thank you. We thank you because we can come to you. We thank you that we can call on you directly and you hear us. God, we ask you to cast the devil out of the mind. Those evil, wicked thoughts, when they come in, God, we ask that you give us good things to think on. God, we ask that you let us not think on those negative things, but think on things that are pure and just, things that have a good rapport. In the name of Jesus, God, mend broken hearts. God, mend marriages. Go in the homes, God. Send your love and peace. God, renew joy and strength. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we cast out anything that's not like you. In the name of Jesus, move upon families now. Restore families, God. God, open doors for people to bless them, Lord. Close doors, God, that will bring them harm. In the name of Jesus, we come to you, God, the God of all comfort, the God of all comfort. Give peace now to those that are in bereavement. In the name of Jesus, give peace to the mind, God. In the name of Jesus, oh, we thank you, God. We thank you for peace in the mind. We thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, for moving in this place. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for being so good to us, We're making ways out of no way. Oh, God, we love you. We call on you, God, the God of all peace. Peace today that surpasses all understanding. In the name of Jesus, oh, God. You are the healer. You're the one who heals us. Your word says that by your stripes we're healed. Everyone that has a, a, a sickness or disease today, God, we call on you, the healer. Heal today. And we thank you. Heal today. And we praise you. Heal today. And we love you. We touch the hem of your garment like the woman with the issue of blood. God, we're looking for immediate manifestation of your healing. Thank you for your healing. In Jesus' name, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Portions of our broadcast day made possible by IMP Streams. Protect, preserve, and practice your right to free speech unfiltered. For more information, visit impstreams.com. Thank you for listening to God's Inputs for You with Evangelist, Dr. Sharon Westbrooks. Tune in next time with D.R. Westbrooks about God's Word for Your Life. Somebody ought to celebrate the awesome God. 
God's Inputs for You is copyrighted by Dr. Sharon Westbrook's Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.